0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello, welcome to the round three edition of Supercoach Edge. And what a round, a round of redemption. A round of Ooh. comeuppance, even, if you will. Oh. in the eyes of some underperforming primos, that is, who some coaches lost faith in. Players who we sung from the hills about not to trade. Who might I be speaking of here, Liam, as I welcome you in?
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe Maxi Uh, Gorn, uh yeah, He's one. Jack Steele.
1: Ah, yes. He's definitely another one. Lockie, yes. Lockie Whitfield. Lucky Whitfield. Yeah. yeah. There's a few Ooh, there. Maybe just a couple. Yeah. yeah. and We'll be uh, delving to that, won't we?
0: Yeah, we will delve into that a little bit. And it's actually quite an exciting episode, Damon, uh, this Mm. week as we catch up with the Queen herself, the reigning Supercoach champion in M. Chalice, otherwise known as Supercoach Mama.
1: Ooh, you know, I'm already bowing down to Her Majesty, given we are in the presence of greatness, Liam. So uh, very, very exciting and looking forward to having a chat to her and uh, getting a bit of, um, you know, I guess just tapping into her mindset, the champion mindset, and hopefully uh, we can... We can just just take a little little morsel away from uh, what what catapulted her to greatness last year, but um, as I spoke from the top as well, Liam, on the top of the show, yeah. I spoke of it as being a round of redemption, and uh, I wasn't just referring to those those primos, those underperforming primos who bounce back. It was uh, it was definitely more ways than one, Liam, and uh, given it is customary for the loser in our weekly head to head to kick off the next segment, it yes. is I unfortunately, who will be introducing this very segment called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. In The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, we run through a quick recap of how our respective teams performed and the players stood out for both good and bad reasons. And yes, Liam, you are on the board. How do you feel, Liam?
0: I feel very good, actually. I think, you yeah? you know, you hit the nail on the head. It wasn't just underperforming primos that it was the round of up, uh, comeuppance. It was the round of underperforming super coaches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I got my comeuppance, for sure.
0: You did. You did. I was uh, I was you becoming a little bit, a bit, too, uh, a bit too cocky. Up. Yeah, a bit too cocky and... Just had to bring you back down a peg, David.
1: Yes. No, that's fair enough. But I'm, I'm glad to see you on the board because uh, otherwise three and zip, it would have been oh, not too hard for you to come back, but it would have been um, a bit of a fizzer, a bit of a yeah, fizzer. Yeah. So I'm um, glad to see you on the board there. So I'm not going to say <laughs> that I deliberately let you in, but um, oh. I might have just had a word to one of my new recruits in uh, Will Brody and thought just, just just ease off a little bit, mate, and just you know jump back on the bench like you do for bloody 50% of the match and um, let Liam
0: Interesting. He
1: had a fair bit of time on ground this week. Yes, yes, he did. He did indeed. But um, yeah, I'll be doubling to that. Struggled
0: with the extra
1: time on ground. <laughs> he struggles. I think he, he just has a bit of puff about him. He just, just just holds up and just has a bit of a bit of a breather. But uh, I can't talk. I'm, I'm very much the same as well. Very asthmatic. I'm, I'm there just through, <laughs> just you know getting the pumps in after a big uh, big run. But uh, yes, it was a narrow win. Um, It was a win nonetheless, though. So um, glad to see you've got the monkey off the back. So um, yes, let's delve into how my team performed overall. So I did score 2,141 with an overall ranking of 15,053. So I did unfortunately slide back 3,000 odd spots to sit where I am at the moment. So not the most ideal, um, I guess, performance on the weekend. Uh, Although I think in terms of my league matchups, it was... I think I won about four out of the 10. So on the whole, yeah, okay. uh, yeah probably yeah. underperformed. But uh, yeah, there were a couple of uh, big scores among the uh, the head-to-head matches. But yeah, unfortunately, I don't want to get too panicky at the moment and think, oh, well, I'm going to have to trade in someone that was high scoring and chase points, which is something that, um, you know, we's, you, you don't want to be doing. Um, but uh, yeah, just in terms of the trades that I did make. So I, I did uh, use my first batch of trades for 2022 Ooh. on... Uh, McLovin, Exciting. otherwise known as McGovern, to uh, Zeri Cherry Xeri, uh, whatever you want to call him. Uh, also Shame. used, yes. Also, it was it was the cherry on top of my uh, my trades. Also traded out the <laughs> deli meat in Saligo. I'm so sorry. I had to go back to the deli and just say, look, I asked for 100 grams of points, and all I'm all I'm getting is seven seven grams, and this isn't enough. So I returned to the deli, threw it over the counter, and said, I want to trade it in. For a Stevens, which I did. Unfortunately he didn't perform on the weekend, but alas. Oh, like twenty he's on my extra bench. grams. <laughs> yeah, twenty extra grams. Exactly right. Exactly right. Just just bit by bit, bit by bit, we'll get up there. Oh. Um, to what I requested. But he was he was on the bench, so uh, not uh okay. not end of not end of days just yet. <laughs> um, and the third trade I ended up doing uh it was a bit bit of a contentious one, I think, because I probably couldn't have afforded to to wait in retrospect, but uh, we spoke of him last week, and uh, Jared Berry uh, will we kind of we were both a little bit worried about his shoulder issues that he was having, and the fact that he was made to tag last week, just a bit of uncertainty around his fitness and his role. So I ended up trading him, trading him to. Uh, I've, there's there's no 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 way to dance around it, Liam. I've rekindled my romance with Will Brody, the preseason romance that, uh, as you would have seen, I I traded him out to McGovern. So a bit of a switcheroo there, a bit of a sliding doors moment. So McGovern goes out the same week that Brody comes back into my side. So happy days all in all uh, with Gov to Cherry providing me with the, the hottest mid-price of cash cow on the market, plus 40, I think it was 40, almost 50, I think it was, K-Bank, yeah. which uh, which is quite nice. So the Rotten Deli meat in Saligo went to Stevens, who uh, I guess has better job security than Saligo and should make great bank to, despite his poor showing on the weekend. But I mean, it's a rookie. Rookie scores, rookie roulette, as we know, it's going to be uh, ebbing and flowing from week to week. And Brody, who's uh, DPP, opens up as a mid forward swing um, for me anyway. And he made a 40K, uh, well, he added 40K bank also and is playing in a freeo engine room devoid of any real senior troops or quality troops at that, apart from Brayshaw. So um, oh, I figured. I was going to say, that was a... <laughs> pretty harsh <laughs> on Brayshaw there. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Before you well, said uh...
0: that, I was like, damn.
1: Well, with Brayshaw, he's a bit of a, a bit of a wilting flower, uh, you he could is. say. Very much like someone else who I, I dubbed that name, mm. um, who plays for your mob in Parish. But um, yeah, he he uh, he didn't break the tag, Brayshaw. Uh it was actually the tag was removed and he was allowed to, <laughs> to, to do his thing. But just anyway, Brody's Yeah, just gave up. But Brody's, Brody's there, the <laughs> Yeah, Brody's doing all anyway. right though. He's uh, he busted out a yeah, ninety odd. Um, so not too yep. bad. But in terms of the good, uh, I think uh, running with the overall theme of this, this week's app, really, uh, Jack Steele takes full honors here for doing what we all knew he would do. At least we, we knew Liam, yourself and I being the uber primo that he is having the high floor and super high ceiling. He bounced back with a super solid one twenty one. So uh, for those naysayers out there, he's just kicked that dirt straight in their faces. And then uh, Gorn, he probably finishes a close runner-up as well for the same reasoning as he bounced back with a 117. So not too bad there from the two um, returning to form primos. In terms of the bad, so much like the performance of Port Adelaide on the weekend, Butters would probably also be as disappointed in his own performance with a score of just 58. But I will cut mm. him some slack as he did cop some friendly fire in the first quarter, courtesy of Pell Pepper. So that might have hampered him throughout the remainder of the game. So um, yeah, you've got... Uh, You've got a, a bit of a hall pass, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you've got you've got a, a state of leave yeah. or whatever you want to call yeah, fair it. Fair enough. Um, so not not too bad. So hopefully he can bounce back there. But I must say with Butters, every week I'm really really worried. Just the way that he throws his you know his slight frame in at the footy. I just th- I just think he's going to get injured at some stage, which isn't good. Mm-hmm. And it's happened both weeks now where he's come away with a bit of a bit of a knock. Um, so yeah, it's it's just a little bit scary. But um, moving on to the ugly, so it might be a little bit harsh given his scintillating start to the season, but the running man, he just let us down with a score of 76. He was tagged, sure, but I had thought his running ability could have seen him make up, you know, for being tagged at every stoppage with points around the ground and uh, shrugging off a tag similar to, you know, like Swanee back in the day. No one could take him because of his endurance. But um, yeah, for me, it really could have been uglier because I actually had the C on the running man until very, very late and got cold feet because I was like, wait a second, DeBoer could tag him. As it turned out, Ash and DeBoer did double team him at different stages. And I did swap the captaincy off him late onto Neil, which um, could have ended in disaster also because Neil uh, rolled uh, not just one ankle, but two ankles apparently. And he's in he's in two moon boots at the moment. Precautionary, I hear, so not too bad. But um, yeah, it, it did net me, I think it was about 30, almost 40 um, extra points there. So not too bad. But what about yourself, Liam? How'd you go?
0: Yes, just the seven points on top of you, thankfully. Nice way to get away with win. But it was a double win, really, because not only was it our head to head, it was a uh, nice. league matchup as well that I got uh got the win in as well. So Real it kind of feels like yes. two wins in one. Mm. Uh so I
1: feel like I've even led her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a cool way of looking at it. If you want to look good at yeah, it there, it's fine. But we'll run uh, into the cool. uh, run into the details of the head to head challenge. <laughs> just to just give you give you some perspective. <laughs> yeah fair call fair call the
0: score for the round was 2148 overall ranking of 16,764 which was just down about the 2000 um for for the round uh, for overall for the round uh, which isn't great but we're building we're building hopefully yep, so uh sure. in terms of trades uh jared berry made way and mitch mcgovern and in came uh cherry seri
1: Xeri, the X-Man.
0: Yeah, the X-Man. And my boy, Jai Caldwell. Well, not my boy, but he's in my side, I guess. Yep. Uh, I opted in the end to not cut Lockie Whitfield, despite...
1: Oh, here we go.
0: ...my uh, very heavy condemnation, I want to say, of him. (sighs) And I also forewent... Actually, just on Lockie Whitfield, it was was Emper. Emper called me out a little bit because I said he was 99.98%. Yep surely out of my side and I did say hey there was still 0.02 percent chance yeah it was gonna not, not everyone
1: would have seen that I, I wish people is, did and no, I probably that have, was I should yeah. have cut a little snippet and put it up just just for just for transparent transparency sake but it was for our um our exclusive uh patreon uh yes. fortnightly chat so um I wish that you mentioned it on the podcast because a lot of people would be like um Liam, why is Whitfield still in your team? I thought you were sharpening it multiple knives. To put I was, his back.
0: I was, I really was. But uh, in the end, I like trades. I've decided that I want to save my trades. And <laughs> I felt like trading out looking Whitfield investing was in a bit for waste. Yes, I'm investing in trades this year. We're going to go different routes than normal. <laughs> uh, also, for went Dylan Stevens, uh, opting to keep Josh Ward. I just kind of felt like it was a sideways trade that didn't really offer much to me. Overall. Um, so pretty happy with those trades. Um, overall it entered in a surplus in points. I think about a hundred and something points extra. So happy with that. I mean, some of the points were sitting were just by the fact that, you know, Cherry was sitting on the bench. Uh, sorry, Cherry uh, McGovern was out, sorry, and you know, Josh Ward outscoring Dylan Stevens really doesn't count because he was sitting on my bench anyway. Uh, but obviously a 149 from Cogs was a, a welcome score on my side um, in terms of the good uh, 32 disposals five tackles but really what could have been he had three behinds and no goals so could have had an absolutely mammoth score um, if you just kick straight but uh, sure. anyway uh, and then I'm going to give I'm going to give my uh, honorable mention to, to Jack Steele with his 121, which just kind of highlights the reason you don't trade out your primos, especially ones that scored 111 last round. Um, he's building nicely. And as Ed mentioned on the potty last week, he tends to have that slower start to the season and builds from there. So there's absolutely zero reason to be trading
1: him out. Much um, like us, Liam. Slow starts stage. to the season, we just build. Yeah, just build. Well, I put not even up
0: hopefully hopefully in the bad i haven't been as harsh as you i've uh, i've given took miller a bit of a, a hall pass oh,
1: um, okay.
0: yep being double teamed uh with the tag from both Deboer and uh i think it's lucky ash uh obviously dampened your scoring pretty hard to uh shake two taggers but also says quite a bit that you've uh you still scored 70 you know 74 76 whatever it was uh with two taggers. so i'm pretty happy um, but the upside there was that it opened it up a bit more for Matty Rao, so he managed that 103 mm. odd, which was which was nice. And in the ugly column, I've got—I feel bad about this—but Zach Butters with his score of 58, oh. um, pretty harsh, I think. But it was kind of a low score for me, uh, especially the, in the showdown. Should be mm. it should be all fired up, but uh, obviously. That uh, friendly fire from Sam Pal Pepper really
1: doesn't help. He probably deserves to be uh, in the ugly. Yeah, by actually, proxy. you know what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Sam, Sam Pepper is my ugly. <laughs> the salt and pepper. pepper is nowhere near my side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I'm hoping he has a big game uh, to rectify that this weekend. Hopefully.
1: Yes. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Hopefully, just hopefully, he just comes away unscathed. Because as I said, I'm just like covering my, yeah. my eyes every time I see. A Port Adelaide match, and he's throwing himself in like he's a bloody wrecking ball. Just ease up, dude. Ease up. You can get points around the ground. I know you're a contested beast, but just just ease up, little man. Uh, but I oh will. Uh, so let's uh, have a well, if we must, a quick look at our head-to-head tally, Liam. Well, actually, no, let's do it because we need to give you perspective. Uh, so perspective. Yes, with you notching up a narrow win, Liam. The margin is just one game and a deficit of fourteen points. So as close as always. Um, and yes, it's so close that we could see you actually taking the lead this time next week. Will it happen? We'll just God. we'll just just have to wait and see. And like you mentioned as well, I guess the the main difference, and we spoke of it last week as well, between both of our trades was I went down the Brody path, and we, you went down the Caldwell path. So it's a bit of a sliding doors because mm-hmm. I was very close to getting Caldwell in, but that extra cash um, just appealed to me, and uh, that DPP activation. So. Um, Let's just watch this space, Liam, and see how things pan out across the course of the season in terms of their, I guess, scoring and cash cow potential. So that might separate both of us come the end of the year. Yep,
0: I've
1: also got that extra trade up my sleeve. Mm, Yes, I think I I I used it it last year as well, from memory.
0: Yeah, I think I I, there was yeah it was a stage where I I held back on a trade didn't end up working my favour though. But (laughs) let's see, let's see. see
1: year. let's see if it works in your favour this year. But just looking back uh, just quickly before we move on, in terms of our slow starts of the year, in terms of myself, so after round one, I was ranked 36,504, then round two, 19,700, and then round three, 13,073. So I'm actually going a little bit better than uh, at the current stage. I'm actually 2,000 spots behind, but it goes to show that you know even with a slow start, you can still bounce back. Um, so not so no, definitely not I mean
0: I look to 2020 where after round one I was 23,000th um, and finished at the end of the year at
1: 933 so you can definitely build ah, and likewise in 2019 when I finished 147th I was 21,623 after round one so yeah, it's not end of days. So anyone out there that um, is worried about their slow starts, you can bounce back just like Steele, just like Gorney. You too, as a super coacher, coach can do it. So with that, Liam, <laughs> let's move on to uh, the next segment, which is a recap of the weekend in the week that was. I don't-
0: Yes, in the week that was, uh, we keep you up to date on the key talking points of the round. And this round saw some primos fighting back after being popular trade-on options. The likes of Gorn, Whitfield and Jack Steele showed why you just need to keep the faith.
1: Yes, and as we alluded to last week, it's important to hold those primos and not really worry too much about their price decreases due to poor scoring. You selected them for the scoring not for price fluctuations, and a two-game sample size is nowhere near enough to justify wasting a trade. So, you know, it is, as we say here, Liam, Supercoach Edge, it is a Supercoach cardinal sin to trade out primos so early on in the piece, so much so, may we remind you of the rules of Supercoach. The first rule of Supercoach is you do not trade out your primos. The second rule of Supercoach is you do not treat out your primos. <laughs> so that's just me um, channeling my best Brad Pitt from uh, Fight Club. So uh, nice. just in case you uh, you had forgotten, you've got those two rules. Keep in front of mind.
0: Yes. I really just, just going to harp on about this one. I didn't understand the choice to trade out Steele. He had a poor, mm. he did have a poor showing in round one, I'll give him, but scored 111 in round two. So why, why trade him out? Um, and I think we spoke about it last week. We showed that historically he builds throughout the season a trend we've seen 2020, 2021, and with his average increasing across each third of the season, um, you know, why would you trade him out? He ended up, I think, the second highest scorer last year as well. So it's a big mm. risk to trade him out and then have to get him back in. It's a waste of two trades, really. Uh, so just, I guess, let it be a lesson. Don't trade trade your primos.
1: Yeah, unless it's like a, a structural change, like if you're getting yeah. less time in the midfield, if he's being played up forward or in defence more. Exactly, um, yeah. Or if it's an injury-related thing, fair enough. But if he's literally playing the same style of game as last year, as previous years, it, it just doesn't make sense. But you've got to really take perspective, especially this year, because as we know, as we've seen with COVID, the specter of COVID is just hanging over all of mm-hmm. us. And as we've seen with how it's ravaged a team like West Coast, um, it can easily do likewise for another team or multiple teams across the competition at any one time because you know players don't necessarily have to get COVID in order to to be out through the health and safety protocols. They just literally need to be a, a close contact to someone who has COVID, whether it be in their household or whatever. So you know it's it's very precarious that people are burning through trades so quickly. Um, and likewise, I guess using another example of a comeback, Primo on Whitfield. Um, when it comes to price point. So his breakeven at the moment sits at an achievable one sixteen, which means he'll only have had the single price drop if he hits it. So you know this does really highlight why you don't try and ride the pricing market when it comes to trading primos. Um, so all in all, stick by your primos and um, don't ride the wave of, of uh, price fluctuations. And uh, happy days. But uh, with that, Liam, we could bang about this, bang on about this all day, but. Um, here, and knock on the door here uh, from uh, from our resident, Franco Cozzo, because he has entered the building, which means only one thing. It's time for our next segment, Liam, in The Price is Right. The price is wrong, bitch. Yes,
0: in The Price is Right, we run through the top buy, sell, hold, and wait options for this round of Supercoach. We'll chat about the pros and cons and what we'll be doing with our own teams this week. I think it'll be a, a bit of a shorter segment this week uh, with not as many options uh, in each of the sort of s- different uh categories. Uh but Damon, do
1: you wanna let you want to let Franco in? Uh yes, Franco, come on in, mate.
0: Miclo, Mikalo is a grand sire. Franco Cotzo is in pranzo foot as gray, foot the scrap, foot us gray, foot the scrap, putters in pranzo he can put the spray.
1: Very good. Thank you, Franco. Get on and out of here. He's gotta to, got to make his uh his bingo session. He's running late. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's getting pretty shuffling late, yeah. out for him. Yeah, it is actually. Jesus, late bingo session. Jesus, it must be uh, the new uh, the new late <laughs> night bingo where they just let their hair down and who knows what they get up to.
0: Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, first up in the in the buy column, we've got Nick Martin, forward eligible, one hundred and two point four k, averaging ninety two point five, and a break even of minus one hundred and
1: twenty four. <laughs> Gee whiz. <gasps>
0: Yeah, well, if you don't have him, get him in. Uh, his bargain basement priced, uh, has very good job security and, as we've seen, great scoring potential. I think that 70-odd that he scored is what we'll see him scoring more consistently. He didn't kick the five goals um, on the weekend like he did in round one. Uh, but I think he'll be consistent enough to even play in an on-field rookie role, um, potentially over... A Rochelle, who might be a bit more volatile, like we've seen
1: uh, this week. I think he'll sort of average that 70 um, ongoing. Yeah, get him in. Goes with that saying, I think, doesn't it? And just to summarize as well uh, so that, that negative 124 break even, just looking at Supercoach uh, Gold, if he hits his projected 93 score, he's going to go up in price 96.8K in one week. Yeah, okay. so. That's going to be quite juicy. So that itself yeah. uh, paints the picture. If you don't have him. Yeah, definitely. Don't get him. No, just just kidding. Yeah. Get him.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't think like serious. if you've got a Baldwin or uh, anyone that's sort of not playing, um, yep. I'd be doing that trade quite easily.
1: Yeah, for sure. But uh, let's open up that cash register, Liam, in terms of selling. So, uh, I mean, there's only really one man and it is Mitch McGovern. Uh, as a forward, priced at 2 56k uh, averaging a 55 and a break even a 40 so uh, you know as we mentioned last week you know he is a trade-out option just purely because he did his hammy during training and you know there's no point in holding him as he missed on the weekend with that injury and uh didn't really score too well um, in uh, in the round two game against the doggies so uh you know he's going to be out for at least another three weeks you'd think and uh if you're one yeah. of the 14 percent of teams he's still in uh, you've got to move him on, unfortunately. Um, he, he had such promise in the preseason, didn't really capture it. Still could potentially, but, um, oh, sorry. He's down to 5% of yeah, teams. Yeah, I think that might have been before the… the yeah, before um, the trades, trade-ins, yeah. trade-outs. Yep. So, yep. yeah, it's it's a big drop, but still to be in 5% of teams, yeah, at, at that price point as well, especially. Uh, there's no use having him in your team because he's just going to be sitting on the Good. bench and, and wasting Trade them down to a Nick Martin and Mm. bank, you know, a couple of hundred bucks. 100,000.
0: 150. Yeah,
1: 150.
0: So, yeah. Pretty nice. In terms of the hold, Liam, hold. Who are we holding? Hold. Pretty much everyone. Yep. Every rookie who just went up in price, it is way early. It's way too early to uh, cull any rookies. Hold fire, wait for them to fatten up. There's just, unless they're injured or they're, you know, they're being dropped, there's just absolutely no reason to, uh, to
1: piss them off right now to be honest yeah he's uh he's they're all out to pasture they're all just chomping on the grass out in the field and they're getting fatter and fatter just week on week but don't don't cull them too early don't cull them too early because they're not going to be you know you'll end up what you'll get you know what you'll get in return you'll get something like a saligo which is rotten meat rotten deli meat so you don't want that poor poor saligo poor
0: saligo But anyway, Damon. Moving on. What about the weight? Who will be
1: our weight? Uh, we've only really got really one uh, player at the moment, and probably no surprise. Braden Pruce finally took the field on the weekend for GWS. Uh, he's priced at two hundred and four point seven k, and he is averaging because of that score on the weekend one hundred and nine. Uh, his break even uh, at the moment doesn't really factor in because we need to see how he's going to score in his second game, and that will really paint the picture as to how much money he's going to make in his third game. Um, so that's, you know, assuming he's going to be selected this coming round, which you think he would because uh, he actually scored quite well. Um, great debut. And yeah, just hold off and trading him. Wait and see whether or not he gets selected. Leon Cameron, it's a, it, it may seem like a funny thing to say if he gets selected, but it is Leon Cameron after all. As we know, he's he's sort of in the same same field as a as a Scott from Geelong. Um, coaches Ooh. which you just can't trust. Um, Bevo. So he's going to be, yeah, Bevo, another one. So he's going to be hard to drop. But imagine he has a downer on the weekend or, God forbid, knock on wood, injures himself, uh, which he has had trouble with in recent times. Uh, you're going to be kicking yourself if you trade him in early. So no rush. Wait for him and see how he goes in the weekend and assess from there.
0: I think he's an awkward one as well because, I mean, I I no doubt people are going to trade someone like, I don't know, Gorn or Grundy down to uh, Braden and Don't do it, please. But – um. Yep. I also think he's an awkward price to have on your bench. Um,
1: Yeah. Because
0: you're going to have to find cash to get him up, most likely to someone to sit on your bench. Yeah. And I just, uh, I don't know. It's an awkward one. It's a very awkward one. Um, But we'll probably touch on that more next week when we see how he goes this week. I guess before we get to the next segment, Damon, just sort of give a bit of a, a strategy update first. Um, oh, okay. I guess not update, but just the reason we haven't touched on too many buy, swap and as uh, buy, sell and hold and wait options is just because I think this round is one to just sort of sit out. There hasn't been too much carnage in the way of injuries at this stage. Um, and there's not too many trade-in options that you need to be really focusing on. I think it's, it's time just to hold those trades, keep them, keep them up your sleeve. Don't get too trigger happy. Like, uh, like Damon
1: over there. Yes. No, I'm, I'm doing, doing well. I've only used one extra trade. You have. Yeah, one extra choice I'm surprised you actually didn't go the max heading into the first round of um, price changes, but I did,
0: co- did kind of want to, just... but I just didn't see the point. Yeah, the good old, the
1: good old boosty, the good old boost, get some <laughs> juice up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next segment, and uh, it is a, uh, a favorite, a favorite of yours. I'm just gonna, even if it's not Liam, mm-hmm. because I really do love when you take that that captaincy cap, put it on your head, and you utter those. Infamous words. I'm the captain now. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> was that uh, was that a good one? I don't know. Yeah, that's it's getting it's getting better. It's getting better. It's, All right, uh, it's um, just in the cobwebs off. Yeah, yeah. I'm not not quite the Vince McMahon stage yet. <laughs> I am falling off my chair. <laughs> Although you you should be, because you're the one that's saying it. So Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. In any case, know I'm the captain now,
0: we scrounge through all the data and find the best options for your VC and C heading into the weekend. And first up on Thursday night uh, at the 7.40 game, we've got Clayton Oliver against a Port Adelaide. He's not got a great average, mm. to be honest, against the uh, against the power with just uh, 93.75 over his last four, which are scores of 118, 105, 71, and 81, none of which would be... Captaincy scores, um, but recent form, Lamb. Recent form, is recent good form, hundred percent. And I think with a Thursday night is a good option to. Oh, it's, it's, I've said here to take a risk on. I don't know if it's that <laughs> risky, but uh, it's it's just a yeah. I, I'd like to see. I, I think he's a good VC option. I think he's a very good VC option playing on that Thursday yep. night.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's less, less risk. If it was an outright captaincy, you could probably say, yeah, that comes with an element of risk because it's weighing mm-hmm. up that historical average to his current average, um, which at the moment is running with 126.3. Yeah. yeah. But again, only a three game sample size, so it is inflated. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's going great guns at the moment. But uh, another guy who has been going well, apart from on the weekend when he rolled uh, not just one ankle, but both ankles apparently, and is in two moon boots at the moment. So hopefully he can overcome that. But um, did it, it is lucky at The same
0: time, or I,
1: uh, yeah, is it kind of like um, Adam law <laughs> when he did the double hammy? He just got yeah. kind of clutched just slid across the grass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine that, just ping. Oh. But yeah, lucky Neil. So he faces the Cats on Friday night at seven fifty p.m., and he's only averaged one hundred and two point five of his last four against. Um, Uh, against the Cattery uh, with scores of 75, 98, 134 and 103. Uh, As you saw on the weekend, he just, it was so brave, so valiant, because despite rolling both of those ankles, he ended up scoring 105. So it just shows just how at the top of his game he currently is. Mm. Uh, Prior to that, he obviously scored 140 and 198 (laughs) against your mob in the Dons. But um, yeah, he's growing great guns at the moment. So whilst it's not a great average against the Cats, um, it's another free hit for an early game as a vice captain. So he is definitely uh, one to factor in, especially if you haven't got Oliver. Mm, Definitely.
0: Um, Moving on, we've got Jack McRae up against Richmond on Saturday at 7.25. He's averaged 134.75 over his last four games against the Tigers with scores of 107, 162, 107, and 163. So a bit of a mixed bag in terms of scoring in his last four because, you know, two of them are captaincy scores, two of them are. But if that trend is set to continue, could we have a 161 on the cards?
1: Well, so I'm I'm really not upset. laughing at your at your delivery, Liam. I'm laughing at the fact that um, you're channeling your best disco stew. I don't know, it's a famous moment of The Simpsons if any other <laughs> classic fans out there where he's like, did you know that disco record sales
2: were up 400% for the year ending 1976?
1: If, if this trend trends is continue, set to continue, hey, <laughs> that's you. So if this trend great. continues, hey, <laughs> <laughs> is that in the crystal Ball, Damon? Can you take a quick look? Oh, let me have a quick squeeze. <laughs> I reckon I'm foreseeing about a 137 is popping to mind. So it's around oh. about that that average of his last four against the, against the Ticks. So um, Yeah, yes. but a, a 160 odd given that uh yeah, it's very I like that um that trend, that run of form very good. But uh, wait and see if that uh, if that transpires. But uh, the next guy, Took Miller, the running man, faces my mob in Carlton on Sunday at 4:10 and his average 124.75 over his last four against the Baggers with scores of 132, 155, 102, and 110. And his highest average comes against um, against Carlton, actually, out of all the teams. So he seems to be a perfect captaincy option playing the last game also of the round. But um, be very wary of the fact that he could be, off the back of uh, a double tag on the weekend, he could be potentially tagged by Hewitt. Oh, I don't so, like that. Um, just, uh, just to wait and see there, just with Hewitt in our side. He hasn't, he hasn't actually tagged before Hewitt, really. Um, so this could be the first time that he's deployed as that, uh, the cooler, as uh, Nathan Buckley likes, likes to call him, the cooler, <laughs> cooler bag. And also in that
0: game, we've got Paddy Cripps averaging 116 over his last four against the Suns with scores of 99, 73, 123, and 169. His fourth best average against any team is against the Suns. So mm.
1: on the higher end there. So just
0: uh, keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. But I don't have him, so I don't have to worry about him. No, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> but honorable mentions, Liam, um, who have you got? Yep. I've got Josh Dunkley. And he hasn't got
0: much of a history against the Tigers. Uh, His last game he played against them was in 2019. So for a a score of, which was for a score of 134, I must say, um, and has had scores of 116 and 23 before that in 2018 and 2017 respectively. So only the three game um, sort of average against, against them. He did have a huge third quarter, I think it was on the weekend with plenty of pressure efforts, which will definitely help his super coach scoring. But he also plays on the Saturday night. So it's sort of an awkward one. Um, if you can VC him, he's nice, but I, I don't know if you'd uh, be able to, and I probably wouldn't want to take the risk with the C on him.
1: Yep. now you've uh, hit the nail on the head there. Cause he is the man that uh, I also identified as my left field option. Uh, limited sample size, of course, which is uh, what would probably scare me away in the end from doing it. But, uh, wow. Um, he, he is very tempting because he's a bit of a, a mm-hmm. bit of a pot you'd say and uh, that could probably give you a leg up over the rest of the competition if he explodes and if, say, one of those top sort of tier uh, Oliver, Neil, McRae falter, um, yeah, it'd be uh, be very, very nice. So, um, yeah, one to keep in mind. But uh, on to our actual selections, Liam. Who are you going with? Do you know? I'm not entirely sure.
0: No. Oh, on the I fence. don't really know. I'm very much on the fence. I, yeah. I do have a handy loophole option. Uh, oh, nice. from the Blues so Ooh. I could potentially go uh, do. Dunkley VC potentially it's a big risk um, mm. and then go into maybe a Took Miller but I'm not sure if I, I'm on board with that just yet yes. um, if I don't go that route it's probably most likely going to be like every week a VC or C on Lockie Neal and a VC or C on Jack McRae um, in this week obviously to be the VC on Lucky Neal and the C on McRae uh, but yeah, might go a little bit different, different. depending on yeah. depending on how things, you know, go in my favor over the weekend.
1: Yes, yeah. I'm very much the same. I'm very vanilla at the moment. I'm, I'm very weary about trying to buck the trend at the moment because I am very scared i way back to make the wrong move. Yeah, I just want to sort of play it safe, use the chalky option and, and build up from there and take a few more risks and live dangerously as Austin Powers says um, later in the year. But yeah, I'm going to roll with Neil with the VC, I think, provided mm. he has recovered from that double rolled <laughs> angle. <laughs> sounds sounds comical, doesn't it? Sounds like a, a, a yeah. Benny Benny Hill type skit. Um, but uh, yeah, then I'll probably whack the C on McCray again, safer option. But if I do, you know, want to live a little bit dangerously, I will opt for Dunkley. But at this Ooh. stage, I don't think I will. But um, now, Liam? Who got to know? I got to know. Hey, I got to know.
0: <laughs> oh, David's favorite segment. Uh, uh, the best. You I got to know. <laughs> I, we're trying to restrain ourselves. <laughs> Don't go too hard too early. I've got yep. to build ourselves up first. <laughs> but in I got to know. We answer. We, we we answer all of your burning questions. We we put out the the questions. I'll put out the the opportunity for you to ask questions, yep. and we'll answer. I open the floor. Yep, open the floor. And first up, we've got from Twitter, Dally Pitt at Dally Pitt. Uh, if Nick Martin is your missed rookie, is a dead sin, rough, Ooh. or underwhelming ward ah. the better trade out?
1: I uh, see I see what he's done there. Sorry, Lee. before you jump in. Has he done a little bit of a – has he used my gag from back in – Channel round you round a little bit
0: there, I reckon. Yeah, a
1: bit, of a, <laughs> bit of a seven deadly sins. Yeah, very good, Dally Pitt. Like it. Go on, very go on, Liam. Sorry.
0: For, for me, it's uh, simply trading out the, the dead sin. Uh, Ward <laughs> will continue to get games. And while his scoring has been underwhelming so far, there's just every chance that he bangs out a massive score like we saw in the preseason. I think he scored 120 or 130, something mm-hmm. like that. Even if he continues with that lower scoring, he'll just be a slow burn for cash gen, which at this stage, you know, sin's not going to be. Um, I just think you're 100% better off offloading a player who may not make cash at this stage of the season in sin. Likewise, if you had a Baldwin, I wouldn't be against trading out Baldwin to, uh, to Martin. But in any case, if you have missed Nick Martin, just get him in. He's one of the only trades I would be looking to do this round. If I didn't have him, but I do. So I'm not looking to trade.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, that's spot on. Nail on the head. Good work.
0: Thank you, Damon.
1: Next um next question has been sent in by Seb Settergreen, who asks Would or should I get off Rochelle? Mm, gee whiz, that's not worded very, very well. Um should he I think get rid gist of it? the the question Rochelle is
0: basically
1: Yeah, or keep Do you him? get rid of Rochelle or keep him? <laughs> yes. Uh, so as I've said ad nauseum in the last few weeks, Liam, and in this episode particularly there's no reason to trade him out. His scoring was always going to be volatile as both a small forward. There's a few knocks, actually. The fact that he's a small forward, he's a rookie, and he's in Adelaide's forward line, you know, you can't expect him to be scoring the way he has on a consistent basis. He's always going to get games, and as he's shown in early days, he is capable of a big score here or there. So hold him. It's a long season, and you don't really want to waste your trades. Having said that, though, I would reassess next week because he's break-even at the moment... And it's only because his big score came in round one, which means it only lasts in one price cycle. So if he scored that in round two, uh, you would find that his break-even would stay low across the course of uh, round three and round four, but it only lasts this week. So next week, it falls out of his price cycle, and it'll be uh, a price cycle of including scores previously of 58, 36, and whatever it is. So at the moment his break even is uh, where are we? A uh, forty two. Yeah. It is achievable, but if he does fail to make that, uh, his break even will stay oh, relatively thereabouts. But yeah, he will have to have a high score. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So it will halt his cash gen. And, but having said that though, as I've seen last year uh, with slow burn rookies, all he needs is another game like he had in round one with 118 to then kickstart his cash gen again. So it comes down to whether or not you want to hold him um, and use him as a slow burn rookie because I think he will, he will kickstart the cash gen if he doesn't on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So just reassess from there, but at the moment I wouldn't be getting rid of him at this stage. No way.
0: I think he'll kickstart his cash gen again this week. Yep. It comes up against the Dons, who historically struggle. When I say historically, I mean definitely from last season, have sort of had issues with that small forward role, um, or, you know, covering that small forward. So, I mean, they've done better this week, this year. Pickett, I don't think, scored on the weekend. Uh, Cameron was reasonably well held uh, the week before um, in Uh, uh, sorry, not Jeremy Cameron, uh, Charlie Cameron. Uh, So I think, you know, potentially he does, there's potential that he could have a good good game against the Dons, but uh, I I think it's just, yeah, worth holding him for the time being, because I think he'll he'll have that score, that big score, and he's just going to be playing games. I think it's kind of risky to trade him out now if you don't have anyone to trade him to. Um, And that's sort of the other issue right now. Uh, Now, on to the next question. It's from Stevie Joel Noble. On Facebook, with uh, his question is, "What is going on with Rowan Marshall? Is he injured? He was moving terribly." And um, basically, I, I can't really uh, comment on his injury status. Um, obviously, we only we only know what 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 most of you guys know based off what the what the Cubs put out. But looking at his stats from round one uh, to round three, round one he had eighty six percent of ruck contests, twenty one disposals, and one hundred twenty four Supercoach points against the Pies. In round two, 68% of ruck contests, nine disposals, and just the 67 points against uh, Frio. And then in round three, he only had 48% of ruck contests. The other 51 52% was taken by uh, Paddy Ryder. Yep. Back for the first game this season, he had nine disposals and just the 58 points. I think with Ryder back in the team, it looks like he won't necessarily be getting the lion's share of the ruck contests like he did in that round one where he scored that 124 um putting it lightly i'd probably consider trading him over to a Tim english i think it's only cost you about a 15 20k maybe um yeah. to do that and i think you're going to get a much stronger scoring option there um obviously roland marshall's only forward eligible sorry only ruck eligible so he hasn't got the dpp status which uh tim english does so that also opens up a nice sort of
1: DPP swing in your team. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Liam, that um, it's almost as if like as he loses percentage, there's a correlation with the loss of points. So it's, a, it's a big factor. And uh, that rider factor, especially on the weekend, taking actually majority of the ruck contest compared to yeah. Marshall is a big, big worry. So um, keep watching that. And, yeah, it's one of those things where – who do you trade him to? Like you said, Timmy English is really the only one. Um, not too bad at the moment with, uh, with that, you know, only going to cost you 15 K or so. So that is definitely something to look at. Otherwise hold fort and just cross your fingers that uh, he's going to turn things around, but um, exactly, yeah, a good, uh, good option there at the moment. But um, that's, uh, that brings us to the end of, uh, I got to know for this week, Liam, but um, if you're looking for more ways to engage with yourself or I, <laughs> and other diehard Supercoach Edge fans. Liam, how can they get involved? Yeah, if you're
0: keen for, for more content, more. More? You can just, yeah, more. You can get to just that in our Patreon, where you get you can also get access to exclusive fortnightly live stream chats with both Damon and I, who we'll answer any questions, including some uh, more team-specific conundrums, more? Um, as well as exclusive Discord access where you can chat all things super coach and even some wider AFL, you know, issues mm. with other fans. Uh, so you can get discord access for just $5 a month. That's just $5 or you can get discord and live stream access for just $10 a month. Absolute bargain there. Yep. Almost as much as a bargain as Nick Martin. Uh, you yes. can find out more about signing up to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash supercoach edge.
1: Yeah, good bargain if we don't say so ourselves, Liam. <laughs> but let's exactly. move on to the uh, to the group rankings. And um, I'll let you uh, run through this uh, in terms of high scoring, uh, overall high scorer. Um, what does it look like at the moment?
0: Yeah, high scorer for round three was Dylan with his team, Roosters Rooters, uh, <laughs> score of Ripper. 2,364 and ranked uh, 205th uh, just oh, for nice. the round. Which is a very nice ranking there and a very nice score. Uh, And the overall highest scorer for the second week in a row is Jason with his team Casual Underscore Super Coach. He had a total score. He has a total score of seven thousand one hundred and sixteen and is ranked four hundred and forty third overall. Very very nice. I wonder if this is the start of him going to beat him beating Black uh, Arthur from Black on Whites. uh, Yes.
1: Run consecutive run of yeah, yeah consecutive, consecutive run, run of, of like
0: 13 rounds or something wasn't it yes it double was check yeah check the get get the uh the i'm sure arthur looks. knows
1: arthur I'm knows sure he he'd, know. he'd know he'd know it would be front of mine there he'd be uh shaking in his boots no doubt exactly yes
0: yeah. long season though long season to be sitting mm-hmm. in number one it but is. uh it's a decent effort uh if you do want to enter the super coach edge group um of which you can join at any time the code is 142059
1: and uh, let's just have a quick look at our uh, head-to-head league rankings, mm, which is, good. of course, the, uh, the exclusive Patreon Supercoach Edge uh, Crown League. And, um, yes, yeah, so let's have a look at this, Liam. Let's look at that dude. And I like how you've written this with you at the top of the list as, as one of the winners from the round. So, yes, it is some bloke named Liam with the Church <laughs> of Parish, uh, Lyle from Lyle Styles, Scott uh, from Black on White, <laughs> Jacqueline, with uh, with her team at mid price madness, and Kyle with uh, his team at Northwind. So some big scores, and um, yes, I got knocked off this round. Liam, you've uh, you've bounced back.
0: Bounced back, double win against you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently so. so <laughs> great
0: effort to everyone,
1: apart from just yeah. excluding you. Um, it Was a
0: great and some great battles and some you know battles that. Weren't is good between
1: me and you, but uh, yes, with that, let's uh, let's move on because we've got to, got to jump into a <laughs> bit of a chat with uh, we just do. moving on quickly. Um, yeah, not not uh, not moving on quickly because of the fact that I don't want to talk about me losing, but we don't want to keep <laughs> uh, this 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 queen on hold, uh, no. her highness as we'll call her. Uh, and it is, of course, as we spoke of at the top of the show, M. Chalice, otherwise known as Super Coach Mama. Let's have a chat to her because uh, she's waiting in our virtual green room. So let's do that right now. So we're joined now by a very special guest in the form of M Chalice, otherwise known as Super Coach Mama, who is royalty in these parts and in the Super Coach community uh, for good reason because she is the Super Coach champion for twenty twenty one. Welcome to the show, M. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Thanks for thanks for your time. Um, I guess we could. We should probably kick off the chat, um, I guess, naturally, just touching on uh, that, I guess, run of form last year, which saw you take out the crown, um, just continuing the theme of the, the royalty. Um, so just in terms of that, uh, you know, last time we had you on, I think it was around a bit latter stage of last year when you were sitting in top spot and uh, you were gunning for that uh, the crown. And you did mention that your husband wasn't really a massive fan of Supercoach, but I can imagine now he's probably a little bit more on board off the back of that, uh, the win.
2: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I, um, I tweeted, it was an April Fool's joke that kind of didn't really go that well. Cause I tweeted that Harvey has started playing super coach um, <laughs> and that he, um, yeah, his team is called boyfriend account. It was just a parody <laughs> I a, that I was a girlfriend account. And everyone and then I had people like my close knitted ones were like ha and then people were like oh what's he who's he got and I'm like oh no, <laughs> no this, this hasn't gone very well because I didn't know my husband and the super coach now. Um he's all right. He he he's very sweet. He's like, oh, I'm kinda happy if you're not doing well because you don't have the stress, but I don't want you to do I also don't want you, to, you know, you'll be sad if you're not doing well and I'm like thanks thanks babe but um yeah
1: <laughs> oh well, at least he's a bit on board now but yeah, yeah that would have been quite more... funny had he um had he started like a bit of a, a boyfriend team just to get those knockers off your back as well just give them the heave ho
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's right but um he probably would be doing better than me 100 percent, at the moment but
0: um yeah no he's slightly more on board i think that's yep. good. Oh, that's that's good. So, as I guess, uh, how how are you traveling so far in twenty twenty two? And uh, did you take, I guess, any strategies uh, in terms of uh, into this season in terms of your team structure? And are there any learnings you've adopted from your, you know, incredible performance in twenty twenty one? Yes. Well, obviously not. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm not doing very well at the moment. I'm fortieth thousandth. Um, I found it really hard. My you know, how last year I really had a set team and I didn't really change it. Um, and I had a really great starting structure. Found it really tricky this year because of the rookies that I felt you couldn't set a team a week before super coach with rookies announcements and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I published a team and then I changed it. My published team, I wouldn't be doing quite well with my published <laughs> team here. <laughs> so maybe I should have taken my own advice. Um, I just, it's, it's hard though, because my published team didn't have RAL. So you've, yeah, got to, okay. you've got to, you got to take, um, and I'm, so my structure is not perfect. Wasn't perfect. Um, so I actually, I, I wrote an article for the Herald Sun last week and I actually researched this. I made zero corrective trades last year.
0: Zero. Really? Wow. Yeah.
2: And I talked about how I was this close to trading in Toronto, To Tex Walker because he pumped out 140 (laughs) 143, and I was that close to doing it. And then I realized I had this extra money. I can't remember how much it was. It was either 90,000 190. I know that sounds really funny because they're quite different, but it was a amount of money, and I didn't have anything else to do with it. And I decided because I liked my team, so I decided not to do anything, and that really helped me. Obviously but this year was, it was not the same, unfortunately. So I had very, yeah. uh, sorry, I have Sherry, sh- Sherry, at yeah,
1: Sherry, S- Xeri? whatever we call him.
2: <laughs> no, no, I, someone tweeted me. It's, um, no, it's, uh, the, it's a sh- Sherry. Oh, so
1: it's like the drink. Um, have a a yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, like the drink. Um, anyway, so, uh, He's my F6. He was my F6. So I was really, so I didn't really um, have faith in the yeah. forward rookies. Mm-hmm. And then when the forward rookies went bang, bang, people who had like, who had um, Rochelle and Hayes at F5, or F6, they were got scored better than me when I had done this structure. And then I had, um yeah. And then my, my defense, you know, I decided to go a little bit, Cause I wasn't convinced on Chapman, which I think still a little yeah. bit. I was really mm-hmm. kind of like chaffed now, with then he scored 90 on the weekend. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, so my structure was a little bit off. And I had Barry at F5, Rao at F4, uh, M4, M4, M5. So I went really light. So yeah, so look, I'm doing okay. I made a little bit of uh, some rookie roulette yeah. issues. So Stevenson's on feel really hurt. Um, Day on the bench because I decided if you want to talk about trades, I had to make some decisions for my trades after Stevenson's really ordinary score. (laughs) So, but look, I'm okay. My my bones of my team are really good. I'm really happy that I've got cash gen. and I still think that I will, I'll have to play really smart from now on though, if I want to catch up and trade really well. But I've got the cash gen because I didn't start with the loophole, which probably has cost me a little mm. bit. The bloody yeah, WA yeah. teams, oh my goodness. They're like, make it hard. they make it so hard when they had the like you know, what is this, five Saturday. o'clock on a Saturday? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <What is that?" laughs> because everyone's like, it was like, oh, two o'clock. Yeah, that's all right. And they're like, no, 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 no that's no. wa time baby yeah. <laughs> <Like>, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> what
1: <laughs> um, I, had to, I had to punch into google i was like wa time to vic time because i was like oh daylight savings does it apply yeah he's trying to work out like the sums and i was like oh it's five o'clock i'm like geez that's that's cutting it really fine
2: yeah especially no. before
1: like the next game on saturday but
2: um and it caught a lot of people out because you know people because Supercoach didn't catch up so they had How yeah. and dixon with little um Injured signs on them, mm. someone
1: looped English. So they had, Dixie oh no, on our two oh.
2: with English on the bench.
1: Oh, that is oh, a killer. That's rough.
2: So, because I posted Stevens on the field. Oh, and um, someone, Captain Stevens, someone's friend, Captain Stevens. Mm. So, you think the good thing is, is when you post like, answer uh, oh, what happened to me, you get some really amusing things. Yeah. Well, this happened to my friend.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh um, god!
2: Yeah. So no, it was.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we uh we saw just on the on the uh sort of along the same lines is that we saw a screenshot of someone's team, and I don't know what they they were thinking in the first place selecting these two players, but there was scrimshaw they had. who was obviously yeah. subbed out on. I think it was three he scored, uh, hmm. because of his injury, and then they also had Jack Martin who started as the sub, and ended up coming onto the ground. I think he played a grand total of two minutes or something, oh. and had negative twelve. Because <laughs> he had a free kick against him. <laughs> no, no so, way. Yeah, that was no way. Oh, when surely I saw that I thought that's a joke.
2: Surely that's a draft team.
1: Yeah, you'd, you'd yeah, hope so. Surely. You'd hope so. But um, just just in terms of like chatting about like rookie corrections and stuff. So, did you make any in the? Oh, sorry, in the in the second week. Assuming that you didn't trade in the in the first week. Is that correct?
2: No, I made no. I made no trades. I was thinking of trading Martin in um before he got he had covid yeah oh yep health and safety protocols yeah um <laughs> and uh h um yeah no i so i no, i didn't do anything because um yeah so i really wanted really really wanted one more week of information
1: yeah, yeah no that's fair and so have you if you made any trades off the back like of that heading into the first round of price rises yeah sort of yeah make i most to that
2: yeah, I made three. Um, I did do a trade boost. Boost. Yep, did away. <laughs>
1: yep. Good time to use it.
2: <laughs> yeah, good time. And um yeah, and it's really funny is um Cheeso, my friend Cheeso, he kept saying, kept calling them um the like a, a, a big bash boost instead of <laughs> boost trade point, boost. yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I did end up so I'm still umming and ahhing it about it, but um McGovern having his hammy really helped because I was kind of, oh, should I trade McGovern? But then he's, he was out with a hammy. So I traded him to Martin and I traded, um I traded Whitfield to Hewitt and I was going to trade Barry to Ward. However, uh, Barry to Chris, Cripper. <laughs> Patrick.
1: Oh, Cripper, yep. Oh, yeah. yep. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, then I decided after Stephenson's, Steve, yeah, Stephenson's, score on field 23 lovely points i decided that i was going to trade ward so keep bearing on my field so i and i don't really like trading ward because he would be okay luckily he he won't punish me but he, he might but i decided because i still had i had the money to do that so then i traded ward to
1: Yep. Oh, nice. Picked him up. It's a yeah. good, nice. good pick up. Yeah. Good time to pick him up um, before the price rise.
2: Yes. Yeah. He's gained 65 K.
1: Yeah.
2: Whatever. He, whatever he has. Very nice. Um. Very nice. Um. <laughs> yeah. So because I would have been bro- I would not have um, been over backwards to get him. I wouldn't have changed my whole structure. It was purely because I had only started the three premiums on, um, three premiums then row then Barry. yeah yeah mids so i had that extra mid position so he looks he does look really really nice there because if i had the four premium mids plus row i don't think i would have done it
1: yep no that's fair yeah
2: yeah so um so possibly should have started hewitt but i was really concerned just i don't know i had the same
1: reservations
2: yeah. Mm. Um just being the fourth or fifth mid. And um I was uh I was kind of going on on one of my private chats halfway through the count game, he's the fifth scoring mid. This is why I didn't pick him. Why am I going by <laughs> me now? And then I like I just put my phone away and then I looked up and he just was almost caught up to to Patrick and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: Were you uh, just in terms of an extension of that? Were you were you, tra- were you um, tempted at all to trade out? I know it's like a, been a big talking point, uh, especially last week. But uh, a lot of people were trading out the likes of Steel and Gorn. Where did you uh, where did you sit with that?
2: Oh, I get the money, but Steel. I mean, you're going to ask me about um, like people that I'm going to be targeting. I'm going to be looking at Steel soon. Yeah. Like he's going to be such a juicy price. Um, and people were trading him out gone. I just look, maybe English. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. so annoying. I just wanted if he scored that with Martin and the team, no problem. He would have been in my team.
1: Yep. Yeah. He just
2: hasn't. And that's the annoying thing is I'm just like, and everyone's like, well, he's going to be a top eight forward. Is he like. Yeah. He could be, and he's making us look stupid, but Martin's not in the team. Yeah, that's like, the thing. That's yeah. the, not what
1: we really bargained for is like we we all thought that Martin, and even Bevo was sort of, you know, indicating that, you know, he's going to have a bit of a chop out from Martin. Like they are trying yeah. to phase Martin out, and you'd think, oh, okay, English would get more time in the ruck to himself, but he would still, like a lot of his minutes would get eaten into by Martin, and then all of a sudden yeah. Martin's not in the team. And you're like, oh, shit, well. I wish this had happened over the preseason to give us that bit, yeah. of, bit of an indication, but yeah, it's hard. No.
2: Um, and lots, and like, apparently lots of people jumping on um, to English once they found out Martin's out and I'm like, you're doing, you're making major changes in your team 15 yep. minutes before lockout. That <laughs> yeah. has been trouble <laughs> in the past for me, like trouble. Taylor with trouble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: We oh we like goodness. the pop culture references here, so I'll, yeah. I'll do appreciate <laughs> that.
2: I knew you were trouble. Um but yeah, like seriously, that's just asking for it. Yeah. And I'm like, you do know Supercoach goes for twenty-three rounds, not just mm. one round. So you jump in, let's get a martin! It's not yeah. a weekend event, it's a whole twenty-three, like Martin could not be at, could be in and then out, but look yeah. maybe he will get top fold with Martin, but and maybe it was the play, maybe we'll look up um halfway through near the end of the season going we should have got my Mar- we should mm. go england then um yeah. but go and i just there was there's if there was another ruck option that wasn't on one leg or yeah. had an extra spare extra ruck so martin um and uh, marshall with Ryder, for example mm. Um, aren't we glad we didn't go down the Marshall train Have you guys yep. gone down the Marshall train? Nope,
1: no. No, <laughs> no, thankfully <exactly> not. <laughs> Dodge that bullet.
2: Yeah, I made that mistake in another podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go with him, and they're like the podcast is like, and I'm like,
1: oh, <laughs> awkward. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was with Kelly. I started begging at Josh Kelly, and um, they're like, oh, I started Josh Kelly, and I went, well, good luck with that. You'll
1: yeah. get injured.
2: No, I didn't. But, See how it goes. Um, <laughs> See how that goes. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but yeah. So I didn't trade Gorn because there wasn't another option. I didn't want. Yeah. I didn't want another stepping stone, because I've just done stepping stones and and the whole. I've never had a really successful bringing back a player. It's the only one it is is Danger, and we traded him out round one because he got suspended, mm-hmm. and that wasn't to do with injury, and we traded back in, and and that worked out because we got him cheaper, but. I've never, like, I trained at Grundy. That really helped me last year. But I didn't need to train him back in. And, yeah, yeah, so no, to answer your question, no, I did not trade Goulton or I didn't even think about it. If, for example, uh, you had a Ruckman who was a single Ruckman um, who, for example, like, Sean Darcy with two legs.
0: Yeah.
2: um, (laughs) Healthy. (laughs) Yeah. You know.
1: Which is unheard of. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I know. That's unheard of. Maybe less, maybe two legged Darcy has less ceiling. This hypothetical two legged Darcy has less of a ceiling. But you go, right, 110. Hmm. He's, you know, Mm. I'll save 100, 100 150K. Really making this hypothetical player. I'm like, right, but look, I'm going to do that. There was just no one like that that you could guarantee was going to be Sol Rockman who had two legs.
1: Yeah, that was kind of like what we were going with last week is we are just banging on about that. We're like, the only option you could really go for is English, but even then, like sort of of from a a data analytical point of view is he doesn't have the history to show that or give you confidence that, okay, then he can replicate the scores that he has in round one and keep it going over the course of the year. It was just kind of like a bit of a, more of a guess and a bit of a risk in that sense. But, Mm. and a lot of people, like it's funny that how this season sort of mirrors the previous year and you know even seasons prior to that one, just in terms of like Gorn and Grundy starting slow last year. A lot of people jumped off them. Then they came good in round two, round three. And a mm. lot of people who traded them out were left wondering shit. Well, yeah. I probably shouldn't have done that. I've just wasted a couple of trades. And even, I remember uh, nate Smith was kind of from Sydney. Who ended up yeah. unfortunately doing his knee again, but a lot of people were jumping on him because they're like, "Oh, why am I paying six hundred and fifty k for a premium ruckman when I can have Naismith, who's two hundred k?" And then they traded down to him, and then ended up using that money that they got to immediately upgrade. And then Naismith went down, and they left in a hole because they didn't have any money left to then mm-hmm. trade him on to someone else. So, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a risk.
2: Yeah, a real risk. Absolutely. And maybe the people who started English, maybe they'll do well. Maybe people downgraded, gone to English last round. This not the round to do that, unfortunately. No,
0: no. Um, and I guess, yeah, I guess uh, looking at the the popular trade-out options for this round, number one, we've got Josh Rochelle. Uh, what, I guess what point do you consider culling those fat and cash cows and would you be cutting Rochelle at this stage? What? fattened cash cow. i mean he's not fat at all a
2: bit hungry um no i would highly oh i would highly strongly strongly against that um he he's one game away of 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 really resetting that be, and he's got it in he can kick a couple of goals um no, definitely would not be. Some people probably trading him because they haven't got Martin yet, who I think um 102 grand of whatever he's averaging, he's close to probably a, a lock, especially with his role. He's probably got some job security. Yeah. Um so I would yeah, so I, I could kind of get that, but I would be I would be trading um half or mm. someone else or owens or someone else rather than
1: yeah yeah, yeah so sideways and baldwin that sort of thing
0: yeah yes
1: yeah sorry let me just Yes, yeah sorry you want to go ahead you're sorry go ahead no all good so
0: i guess what point do you start consider culling those those cash cows then
2: yeah it's a very good question i suppose it's looking at their they're break even, and I I would let them cook. I'll let them fatten baby for for letting yeah. me grass for a couple of <laughs> rounds. Um, the only re- only time that I did last year, which I in hindsight I did regret it, but it probably helped me was um, I got injuries, so then I needed more money to get someone I wanted. So round five, round five or whatever it was, I um, butter's got injured, engine.
1: Yep.
2: Uh, deja vu. Um, and I, I traded James Jordan, which is, I got
1: Oliver,
2: but I got Oliver.
1: Yeah. That's a good payoff. You you prefer Oliver. Yeah. I think that's okay.
2: But that was, that was something that really ate at me was trading James Jordan. But, um, so I don't know if I would recommend it. It
1: worked. It it worked. It
2: got me a cheap. It got me. And I got Oliver quite, um, quite good price for for what he gave me um so yeah it did work and then for example then a week or two later dunkley got injured and i traded Gal Galden golden um and dunkley and i got that's my bond and zorko trade my oh, trade yeah. of the year but um i think golden he was a little bit under his be but he was still he was 320 which is a great price 320 mm. for a rookie so um I just think it's just using that. Just keep an eye on those bees and everything. Um, but also, yeah, it's really hard. It's too early. It's too early for be be trading those rookies.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think
2: once once the D you know the DPP comes out, the dual um, position players can't like in round six. I think that be time where you might do a little bit of adjustments and everything. Hypothetically, for example. If crisp isn't, is not soggy, by around 50, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> Very good. Very good. I,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know boom, um, shh, right there. <laughs> no um, is crisp is no longer crisp?
2: <laughs> yeah. And I do apologize, but I really do struggle with crips. Oh, crisps. we did last
1: week as well. I know I did when we were discussing people trading crips and i kept saying crisp and i'm a carlton supporter so that was sacrilegious <laughs> for me
2: <laughs> um no i don't really, I'm not really i'm not really don't want i don't agree with side trading premiums because it really does affect your upgrading and everything but if you if day cost does get um defender status you just do a switcheroo you see what you can get if you can get if crisp you know, is is really underperforming, and I'm talking under eighty, kind of underperforming. Yeah. But I don't think he will be. I think he'll be a little bit of a, you know, yeah. a, you know, a bit of a roller coaster. roller coaster. You know, I chose not to go on the Sicily ride, and I ended up on this Chris Sicily ride that I wasn't wanting. You know, I was like, this is gonna be oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh, what, what, what is this ride I'm on? Um,
1: just when you yeah, think there's no more but, bumps, you start yeah, going well, down another one.
2: Yeah, yeah. so that's my backup plan and like and if Dacos gets that you don't have to do that around six but that just gives you an option yeah. that's something that I've considered but you're not really you're upgrading a mid you're kind of side swapping but yeah but you're not um, but yeah I, I would really really get side swapping really and just trying to get as much money out of those rookies as possible but also using a van, you know. For example, if an injury, if you, I would recommend cutting a rookie a little bit short um, to get the right player, because I know that works. Yeah, but it's just all about that balance. You can't be chasing, can't be chasing waterfalls, and you can't be chasing points. All right, I'm finished now.
1: There's right. another another pop cross <laughs> reference there. Yeah, Very maybe, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. Yeah. Like you mentioned there as well with the um, the DPP, when they come into effect, all the changes and stuff that kind of, I mean, we can plan as much as we can at the moment, you know, aiming because sort of the next question is sort of heading along the lines of, are there any fallen primos that you're looking at? But I mean, just with the opening up of the DPP uh, changes, it will probably open up a multitude of different things. We can probably just guess at the moment. I mean, you mentioned Dacos, as one who should probably get that defensive midfielder um, DPP activated. Um, Are there any other players, I mean, whether it be DPP um, related or not, that you're kind of looking at at the moment that you'd love to get in your team first and foremost, or is it not really, um, will it not be affected by the DPP changes as they come in? Yeah, not,
2: not really. i am starting to feel an urgency to get Oliver in (laughs) um just with his 140 and everything and he's just starting to give up and everything and he could really hurt you and go up in price so he's he more steel um I probably would choose Oliver depending on circumstances and everything but I feel like he's one that I want I want in Mm. um not really anybody (laughs) apart from apart from that um I did want Hall. And um, he's, he had a really quiet week. I just think poor kangaroos got absolutely pulped. Um, and they, they've lost lots of mids and everything. So there was no one to really deliver the ball. But um, he, I don't think there's any injury concerns with him. He just had a tough week, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Um,
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, basically Hewitt and Cripper and, uh, were my main two. And I'm like, oh, I really should get them. And I have. So, no, I'm just looking at everything if English still keeps popping if English starts doing really well with Martin in the team or Martin's not in the team or not going to be in the team then maybe I'll mm. look at English sooner than later but yeah um yeah then there will be the Proust question which will be next mm. week yes I'm not asking myself that this week
1: yeah another something for future M yeah future M, to worry future. about, worry about.
2: yeah yeah that's right um i don't want him on my bench you can't be putting that money on your bench really not with not when you're like i would be trading Barry to him and then putting a rookie on my field to have Mm. him on my bench
0: sitting there yeah. yeah
2: yeah i know people have been doing that and then seems very yeah against what i've just said about trading corn Anyway, let future people can worry about that. And like that's yeah. next week's so going to get injured
0: or <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I guess have you got any words of wisdom that you can part on uh, the good Supercoach Edge listeners and viewers uh, as they head into round four and and beyond?
2: Yes. Don't go chasing fights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a remix! Um, yeah, <laughs> top of the charts that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really bad, and I'm like, "What can I just put in front of points? Nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> lot of points. No, what a point. No, lots of points. No, yeah. oh, no, lots of points. Yeah, yeah,
1: lots of points. Yeah,
2: yeah. Don't go chasing <laughs> lots of points. Um, they're gone. The points are gone. Yeah. Don't go chasing them. Don't go trading people, just for the sake of it. Um, just hold your horses. This is a great round unless you have injuries, unless you don't have a rookie that you shouldn't have. So the only one really is Martin. Mm-hmm. Just don't do anything. You yourself will really thank you. And then if you've got an eye on someone, watch them. Watch, watch that match. Get a KO two-week free trial, whatever. Just watch <laughs> them. Make, try to get that eye test. See what you do. Just try not to get the trigger finger um Mm. but uh yeah otherwise um yeah i don't really see apart from injury i i don't really see a point of trading less as i said um because you just people are just trading themselves into further trouble i feel in future
1: Mm. yeah Yeah, a lot of people's eyes have have, uh lit up when they've seen oh we've got an extra x number of trades compared compared to last year and they thought oh They're expendable, but as we've seen with what you know COVID has done to West Coast, that could easily happen to another team or a numerous other teams. Because at the moment, Mm. I think it came out today actually that a lot of coaches were complaining about the the COVID protocols and the fact that you don't a player doesn't necessarily have to have COVID; they just have to be a close contact of someone, whether it be in the household or whatever, of COVID, and they can't play for that given week. So, you know, it's it's very precarious i think a lot of people just thinking oh it won't affect me it won't affect the players that i've got in my team and they'll just trade it away like it isn't a thing yeah it's very very risky
2: yeah very um, risky and i i'm sure those people who owned meals who was out a minute oh, yeah. <laughs> before the game started i'm sure i'm sure you i'm sure they hopefully have it drummed into them that it can just it can happen and like that's been drummed into me um and that's probably why I'm actually a little bit behind is I put lots of money on my bench, full playing bench, more expensive, you know, got Gibcus, you know, yeah. D7, D, uh, which I would never put that much money on a bench mm. in the past. Mm. I always would try to put that value in my field. And I, I just felt, yeah, anyway, it's a different year, um, but don't, you can i see seen merit in using your boost in round six rounds oh like seven or eight for upgrade season but just keep them at least keep two boosts for your buys um someone someone said that oh they didn't really see someone has talked about the boost tag you probably don't really need them in the second half of the season because you've already upgraded that's all very well. But do you remember what happens in in like the second half of the season when players are getting rested or getting injured? Yep. Or, injured,
0: yeah.
2: And like they have these niggles and they're about to play finals. So, you know, Stephen May, for example.
1: Yeah, yes. <laughs> I do remember that firsthand.
2: Mm.
1: wasn't good. May. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. Yep. That's very, on, it's very true. No,
2: not that. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people um, will find out, but yeah, it's just that strategy, isn't it? I think you've taken the a similar um, game plan as, as Liam and myself as well, heading into this year where we're, we're trying to like, I'm, I'm very much the name of my team is DJ trade a lot because I do trade <laughs> a lot and I've got a very itchy trigger finger, but I've tried to calm that down over the past couple of seasons. And especially with COVID, I think it's kind of helped me that specter of COVID hanging over me. And I know it's just going to, it's going to hit sometime. It's just yeah. a matter of when. So, yeah. And as we saw on the weekend as well, like, with uh, Adam Sard, he was like a late out for Carlton, yeah. And that could have easily have been Patty Cripps or a Sam Walsh or Hewitt, whoever, yeah. Hewitt, yeah, exactly. So I think that will. It's just it will happen. It's just a matter yeah. of matter of time. So um, it's always good to have an extra trade, especially the boosts as well. If you've already used Absolutely. your two, and you've got that boost up your sleeve, that if you need to use it, you know, as a bit of a break glass in case of emergency type situation, then you can do it. But yeah. yeah, and um, making
0: sure you have that rookie cover on the bench as well. Mm, Don't yeah. fill your team with uh, loophole options. Yeah. Can I
2: just say, though, I am a reformed trader. So oh, there's I, hope for uh, me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love to trade. I ran out of trades all the time. Every year, ran out of trades. And if I can have a trade on the last round.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. One
2: day, so can you, maybe. That's, that's willpower.
1: Um, Is there like a support group that I need to sign up for? Like, (laughs) you know, uh, Traders Anonymous or
2: something? Hi, I'm Emily and I'm a trader.
1: (laughs) I'm a trade addict.
2: I'm a trade addict. I just can't stop pressing the button. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm asking with the travel trade boost. I'm just like, it's just like, no. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, look, people are having fun. They're having fun. Good on them.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. all those casuals out there that just, you know, I think as well that I think the, you know, the people in charge of uh, the head honchos of Supercoach will be loving it as well because it allows so many different, you know, casuals to come in and everyone's got different um, strategies and, you know, ways of doing it. So, um, yeah, um, you know, I guess we're just sort of used to, you know, uh, outside of COVID times, good ways to, to hold your trades and whatnot because of injuries and stuff, but it's just that extra layer of, of COVID that's mixed in with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll just wait and see how things pan out. But it's always good to be uh, safer than sorry. Yep, that's
2: right. That's right. Um, one day someone and I, one of my favorite gifs, gifs, whatever it is. Of, I think it's like um the Naked Bullet or whatever that show that that movie is, and the, the actors the naked gun yet and he's in front of the naked puller. he's in front of like a burning building and he's going nothing to see here <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite one to post around you know when the defense line was going and I'm like we're going to be using that sometime this year it's just yeah, like
0: yeah
2: a team is out our whole forward line is just Gone missing, and it'd just be like nothing to see here. Yeah, and uh, those people who save their trades or have a bit more bench be like, uh huh. Yeah, told you so. Told you I hate so. To say, I hate to say, hate to say, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, even though we don't, we're not going to do it, but we'll just no. whisper it to ourselves.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's similar to the uh, the GIF. I don't know if you've seen it. That's a popular one of the cartoon dog with a hat. And he's he sitting yeah. there having a coffee and his house is just on fire and he's all flames around him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, everything, everything is fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be us. <laughs>
2: everything, everything is fine because we've got trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right.
1: Very That's nice. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you've been uh, very generous with the time, and so we'll, uh, we'll yeah, let thanks. you go. But um, thanks so much for jumping on board. And uh, we absolutely love having you on board here at uh, Supercoach Edge. So we'll happily roll out the red carpet because you are royalty and always will be. No matter where you're ranked, oh, thank
2: so you. um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: so <laughs> So, um, thanks again for uh, jumping on board, and um, all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, so.
2: guys. You
1: too. Yes, that was uh, the reigning champion, uh, M. Chellis, otherwise known as Super Coach Mama. Thank you so much again for your time, and yeah, uh, it's always great. Always feel great after having a chat to her because she's always upbeat, up and about, and that's yeah. the positive mindset that she takes towards our uh, super coach. So yeah, it's great. It's always good. Very, very nice. Always good to have her on board. But uh, before we scoot off, Liam, let's just uh, remind listeners and viewers where they can uh, catch us across our social channels.
0: Yes, on YouTube, you'll find us at, if you search supercoach edge and just don't forget to like and subscribe. On Twitter, you'll find us at, at super coach underscore edge. Damon at DamonJ88. Myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And on Facebook and Instagram, if you search Supercoach edge, you will
1: uh, find us there. Well, Liam, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So, uh, yes, first round of price changes, price rises, fluctuations, all that sort of stuff. So the fun (laughs) has started. It becomes serious now, Liam. So uh, tune in next week and um, we'll impart with you all the knowledge and more next week. (laughs) So we'll see you then. Thanks, guys.